Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. Who else is excited for Friday? I can't be the only one, right? We are in the first week of October. But before we get into all of those things, welcome. If this is your first time tuning in to Conversations with Toy, welcome. We hope that you get comfortable. We hope that you come back. We have all kinds of topics that we talk about on this podcast from self care, mental health. We talk about the things that are going on in these internet streets. We talk about it all. Thank you for tuning in. It is not by coincidence that you are here. So we welcome you with just the most beautiful spirit. And we hope that you tag along for the journey. I am so grateful for this week. It is Friday. I am just uberly excited. Not even for any other reason, but the fact that it is a Friday, right? Just sometimes it's just good to celebrate the, the small wins, right? And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm excited for the Friday. So with that being said, I'm excited and we are going to have a conversation that has been requested. I am always on team. You can request me at any time. If you have a topic or topic or conversation that you want me to bring up or have a conversation about, I'm all for it. But I have been tapped to talk about motherhood. So I know that there's a bunch of women who... And when I say a bunch of women, we as women are not defined by our titles. Remember that we're not defined if we're married. We're not defined if we have children. We are not defined by our titles. However, if for some reason you're tuning in today and you happen to have the title of mother, right? Or if you happen to want to desire to have a conversation about, you know, motherhood, or you want to be a mom in the future, First of all, I send complete blessings to you and your journey because I know that even becoming pregnant is not always the easiest thing. So for every woman that has ever tried and has not been successful, um, who has ever had to unfortunately have a rainbow baby or a child that did not make it over um, Earthside, I send amounts of blessings and, and prayers of covering for your mind and your mental health because that is, I can't even imagine the the thought process of all of those things, the emotional toll that that takes. Uh, but today's conversation is going to be talking about motherhood and not in the, in the conversation that you would think. So we're not, I'm not going to give you advice about what I think a good mom is. I feel like that is just one of those conversations that is so muddled. And I feel like at the end of the day, there are so many different layerings to being a mother. I am a mother. I'm a mother of three children. And I've been a mother for at least 13 years. Um, I always say I'm keeping them alive one day at a time. You know, that's kind of what it boils down to. And we are going to get into the conversation of new motherhood. When I was a mom in the very beginning, I struggled tremendously. And I've talked about that on the podcast before. 
for those who are not aware, um, first of all, I am Toy of Toy Time and Conversations with Toy. Toy Time is my blog. Conversations with Toy is obviously the podcast, which of what you're listening to. And I dealt with postpartum depression very much heavily at my second child, a little bit at the third. And if I have to go back to the first, I actually dealt with it, but it wasn't as intense as the second. And we're going to get into that. So we're going to talk about postpartum depression. Anytime you talk about postpartum depression, please realize that first of all, I am not a mental health um, specialist at any means, but I can, I am a specialist in my own personal journey, right? I am a specialist. I am becoming the number one uno about how I can talk about my experience. And what I do hope in this conversation, if you're listening, is that my experience doesn't necessarily have to be your experience, but if you can draw something from this conversation, if you can add something to your life that will add value just from hearing my conversation about my own experience, then I am doing my job. My job is to inspire. That is what I've started this whole journey with the blog and then transitioning over to the podcast has always been about. So for the new moms or even a mom who's already been in this journey for a while, there's a couple of things that we are going to talk about when it comes to getting back to you. What does that look like? What does that sound like? Where do we start? How do we balance? What is balance? Does it even exist? We're going to talk about all of that. So without any further ado, let's get into the conversation about my personal journey. I'm going to go through this pretty quick on my personal journey for the very most part. And then we're just going to teeter and totter about some things that I've learned as a mom. And I'm hoping some things, some little nuggets of wisdom that you can use for your own life. First of all, my first child was born six weeks early. I had developed preeclampsia and because of that, anybody who has ever dealt with preeclampsia knows it's about a lot of protein in your urine. They are watchful of you. They check your, you know, you have to come in a lot more often and nine times out of 10, the baby is usually healthy and going fine. Usually there's no stress to the child. It usually becomes a stress for the mother because your blood pressure will go up. Well, my blood pressure went so far up to the point where they asked me, honestly, they were like, you're not blacking out. You're not passing out. You're not dying. Like I should have been gone. Like I should have seized. That's how high mine's got. And this was with like very careful monitoring. So we get to the six weeks part of, you know, me having six weeks yet to go. And I went in, I believe on a Saturday, I believe it was a Saturday that I went in and my daughter was born early Monday morning. Actually, no, she wasn't born early Monday morning. She was born late Monday morning, almost to a Tuesday. So this was right around, um, yeah, this was right around Memorial Day. So I went in and they immediately did everything they could to one, put me on some medication, get some IV fluids through me, do all those different things. And basically through them trying to delay the, the birth of this child, it did not happen. She was just full speed ahead. So they begin to do things, give me medication to um, get her lungs strong because that's always the biggest thing, you know, six weeks early, how can, how are they going to be able to breathe? And they let me know from the jump that there was a good chance she might not. So fast forward, I am at the point where I should have already seized. I'm at the point where they're like, you should have already been off this earth. I'm at the point where they're just like, we have to go in and do a C-section. They do the C-section, she's born. I went through a lot of health issues with her because her lungs were not fully developed. They had let me know that that was a possibility. She dealt with extreme amounts of asthma from the very beginning. Um, she would have seizures um, in the very beginning. So it was a lot of health things going on. The reason why I believe that I might have had postpartum 
but couldn't tap into it was because I was at so many health appointments for her that if I was in the midst of a postpartum like depression or a postpartum anxiety or a postpartum like emergency, I was able to subdue that enough to make sure that I was present for her health. So I, I want you to understand what that means. That means as a mother, a new mom, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing the things I need to do for myself. I put all of my energy into being this mom, right? Surviving one day at a time, keeping this child literally alive because there were so many times she had been hospitalized in her first year. Flash forward to the second child. The second child, I had just moved to Philadelphia. Um, my job was doing all these layoffs. This was like in that big depression, a little depression that well, was not little, but the economic depression of that time. And my job was laying off. I was in a different city. My, I just gotten engaged, like just freshly engaged with no job. And I just, we decided that would be best for us to have our family together. So we moved to Philadelphia. I moved to Philadelphia. My husband or my fiance at the time was already here. He's been born here, raised here. I get to Philadelphia and the day that I move in, I discover that I am pregnant with my second child. So I have a toddler. I am pregnant with a new baby. I just lost my job. I'm freshly engaged and I move in with my mother-in-law because we were having a five-year plan that a lot of people did not know. We did not divulge that information. And within this five-year plan, we were going to get all of our debts under control and all those different things. So everybody was just like, why did you move in with your mother-in-law? No one should be moving with their mother-in-law. Why did you guys do the things that you did the way that we did? It was something that we kept amongst ourselves. We had our conversation. We kept everything amongst us. We knew our plan and we were saving money to, again, to make sure that we were in a better financial situation. Things got rocky in the midst of me having this new baby. I discovered that I was dealing with the most I, in my body, it felt like my mindset, it felt like the worst possible, uh, postpartum depression. I was having postpartum. Um, I don't even know what the word is, but it was like a manic. I was almost like manic. I wasn't harming my children. I had no desire to harm them. I just was having like this outer body experience where the screams that I was doing, the hollering that I was doing, it was just really off for, it wasn't about attention. It was just about, Hey, I'm really struggling here and nobody could hear me because I couldn't put into words what was going on. Eventually, it, um, one situation led to another where I was actually going to call the police on my fiance because we hadn't gotten married yet because I was so far out of it that that situation woke me up. A friend suggested that I go see a therapist that search started my postpartum depression and allowing me to get the help that I needed for those who are anti-medication. I get it right. I, I am not a medication person on a regular basis. I will have a migraine and just pray it through or take some little bit of time all here and there, or, you know, I'll get some caffeine. Like I try to do everything as naturally as possible. So I'm very much team against medication. But during that time, I have to be honest, I had to get on medication for a few months to level myself out. Let me just say this to any woman that is listening, especially a mom. I did all of the things that the test book textbook tells you to do. I went to my tribe. I told the people in my little tribe, my little village, what was happening. You know what I was hearing? You need to go to sleep when the baby went to sleep. Listen, I took so many naps and was still waking up in a manic depression, right? 
Um, they tell you, oh, you need to just get some rest and, you know, let your fiance take the baby here and there. I did all those things. My husband or he's my husband now, but at the time my fiance was the most hands-on father that I have ever experienced. He got up in the middle of the night if he needed to and worked a job. He did a lot. He was hands-on. He's still hands-on, right? My husband is very much a hands-on father. So it wasn't that giving the baby to him was going to help. It wasn't getting sleep wasn't going to help. I was in the middle of a manic depression and reaching out to my village who did not have a clue what was going on. And I couldn't formulate what was happening. Um, getting that old top, you know, do this, do that just did not help. So if you are the type of person of whom you have done all of the things you have tried to get help, you have reached out to your village, you have attempted again, to do what you needed to do to take care of yourself and you are finding that even with all of those things you're still not finding relief please for the love of your children for the love of yourself seek a professional help start with your family doctor let them know what's going on if they say we don't have an appointment tell them hey listen i really think i'm in the middle of a depressive mode i have this new baby i need to be seen I don't care if your child is under a year old, uh, this thought process that postpartum depression stops at like a couple of months, you know, the baby blues, if you're having baby blues that are still lasting longer than a couple of fresh weeks and you feel like you are far gone, you can't get your two thoughts together. You can't, you know, pray yourself together. Please go seek some help. Start with your family doctor. If you cannot get in with your family doctor, call your pediatrician and call them and they can bring you in. Listen, I did all of the things to get myself into seeing someone and it's probably the best decision that I've ever had. Now, did I have to continue with some therapy even along the way, even after the postpartum? I'm, I'm going to be in out of probably therapy for a long time, right? But it's a journey. Because healing doesn't just start and stop. It's not you start it and then you're all of a sudden you're just good to go and you never have a, you know, you never backslide into whatever. You don't have these thought processes that come. You're going to have them. One of the things that I was tapped to ask is how do you manage all of these new ways, like this new motherhood? You're, you know, you have this new baby. Maybe you've gotten back to work. Maybe you're staying at home. Whatever the case may be. How do you get back to you? First and foremost, do not believe the hype that you are going to get back to you six weeks or 12 weeks, whatever it is that you're supposed to. I think it's 12 weeks after you've had a baby, you know, six to 12 weeks after you had a baby that you can open yourself up for sex, that all of a sudden you have gotten to the point where your mind is together and your body is together. You took almost a year to make and nurse this baby to health and bring them to this world. It's going to take you almost that, if not 18 months to really get your life together. Now, I know that goes against what you may have read in a book, but I am here to tell you as a mother in this real life, it is going to take you almost a year to 18 months to get yourself together. It goes well beyond trying to get your body snatched. Listen, I don't know why we allow these celebrities who can, who have, you know, nutritionists who can have people cooking their meals, who have people putting them in these girdles because they do wear one. Don't get it twisted. Um, we have all the, they have all these things and we struggling with, you know, should I go buy a girdle? Um, I can't even get up to get my breakfast together because I done fed a baby and now the other baby that's here is doing all kinds of stuff. You may not have the mindset to put two and two together to go fix you a piece of bread, a toast and two eggs. Like motherhood takes and shakes the very foundation of who you think you are. 
And if you've already told yourself that you all of a sudden want to, are you going to be this perfect mom? So I'm going to do everything that my parents didn't do. The pressure on that to keep your child or children alive, to try to wade in the water of getting you together is a lot. So please be patient. I had my hair falling out. My edges were falling out. My head was shedding. I have, my hair is very beautiful and thick. My hair was thinning out. My body was going through it. I was breastfeeding. I tried to breastfeed the second one. I was breastfeeding the third one exclusively. She wouldn't even take a, a, a bottle. She wouldn't even go to her father. So she was a legit. My third one was attached to me so thick. I couldn't go anywhere on this planet without her. She went with me everywhere, even to work for the first six months. So all of the, your body is changing. So how do you get back to you? One, stop telling yourself that you have to get yourself back together in these few weeks. That is the lie that you want to crush almost immediately. The same amount of time that it took for you to get your child into this world. It may take that and some more to get your body, your mind, and all of the things together before you proceed to become whoever it is that you're trying to become. Because I'm telling you now, um, there are so many times when as a mother, as your body is changing after you've gone through, you know, delivering this child, you may have had a traumatic um, birth story. Mine's for, I think all of them were somewhat, the two, my girls were the most traumatic. My son, he's given me traumatic here on earth, right? We just going to pray, pray with me with him. He's, he's, a, he's an amazing kid. He is, he is, he is, but he switched his stuff together. They gave me traumatic births. He said, I'm going to show you how, how to do this thing here on earth, right? And what I will say with that is you may have had a traumatic birth. You may have had the perfect picture, perfect birth. And now you're dealing with the fact that your body is going through these different changes. You can't keep two minds together. Mommy brain doesn't necessarily turn off. It is a very real thing. But if you find that you're doing, making decisions that are causing harm to your child, that you just need to go see somebody because that's not necessarily mommy brain. That means you need to go see a professional, talk to somebody and get somebody in your corner. One of the things that I love seeing is the amount. Now, listen, this is not a race thing, but I will say this in the black community, we are less likely to get a midwife than any other race, right? I am loving seeing these new mothers with the, with their midwives these women that are stepping in the gap to make sure that you have holistically have what you need to have to get your body together. All other cultures except American, right? Except for the American culture, which means no matter what race and you know nationality you're in, I feel like in like Western countries, they are Western cultures. They have the ability to take care of a mother in ways that we can't even tap in. You know, they come over and villages come over and cook meals and clean the house for mothers and do all these different things. We don't got that. We don't even have a substantial village half the time. My village was almost two hours away. And even the village that was two hours away, they was shaky on shaky ground, right? So getting back to you is going to take patience to know that you are going to need quite some time before you quote unquote bounce back. One of the things I would suggest is, first of all, getting up if you can. I know it's hard because my kids used to get up at the crack of Jesus every single day. My son still gets up at the crack of Jesus now. And getting up before your children or your child and taking a few minutes to gather the two little thoughts you can put together. If it's only two or one and a half, child, gather them. 
because it is hard to try to get five seconds of me time. Find a way to get up before your children, even if it's 10 minutes. If you can only spare 10, then get up those 10. Meditate, pray, get a quick shower. Um, I used to have to bring a baby into a ba- into the bathroom, put him in a, um, what is it, the car seat, strap him in so he ain't going woggling out in there, making sure they had a couple of toys and just get in the shower. Sometimes it'd be that way. Because then there was the other days when you couldn't even get a shower or you had to wait till somebody came home. Or if you were a single mom, you might just have to wait until the opportunity opens. But do what you have to do. Take 10 minutes if you can to yourselves as every single day. This is a Monday through Sunday situation. This is not just during the week if you can. If you can't do in the morning because maybe your sleep is so deprived that those little bit of moments you just got to take them and sleep. Kudos to you do what you got to do. But if you can also put your child, if you can on a schedule, I know it's hard. My children didn't believe in schedules. They probably now do only because they're older, but during those early years, it was hard to place them on a schedule and have it stick. But for the most part, do what you can to get them on a schedule so that you can take an hour in the evening when they go down. Um, if you have a partner, And when I mean by partner, I don't care if it's a female partner, a male partner, a ghost partner, whoever your partner is, get them to be hands on deck. Now, ladies, mothers, women, these men are not going to do your job the way you do it. They ain't going to fluff the baby's pillow the way you do. They're not going to give the baby a baby massage with the, you know, with the soothing lotion because, you know, you read that in the baby book that if you do that, they're going to go down and it's beautiful and all that stuff. But if your husband, your boyfriend, your partner, your whomever, even if it's just somebody that's coming over to help, let them do it. As long as they're not causing harm to your child, stop arguing with these folks about the fact that they didn't do it your way. I had to let go of that because in order for me to get help and to get my life back together, I've got to be willing to accept the help. And I also can't put pretenses on how that help comes in. Right. And I need you to allow these folks that's in your life to come in to help. They're not going to do it your way because you is mom. Like it doesn't matter if you feel like this, this partner should do it exactly the way you said it and they just don't. Would you rather argue the fact that they didn't do it the way that you did it or the fact that it got done? Right. You ever hear people say like, you know, you go out and the mom goes out to finally get a couple hours to herself and she comes home and the house is a whole a total wreck. I did not mind and still don't mind coming in my house and cleaning it up and putting it back together if I have to just to get my five seconds of sanity, right? I don't mind. I know a lot of times we tell ourselves that we're supposed to mind. We tell ourselves that we're supposed to do these things. But listen, you're arguing and fighting the wrong battles. Allow your partner to step in and do some things. And when that partner steps in, don't jump every time you hear that baby crying. Now, if you think that your partner is shaking your baby pinching your baby, harming your baby, or doing something to your baby. Now that's a different conversation we need to have at another day. But if that person that you invited into your life to give, to be a partner in raising this child, or you have a friend or a family member that's coming in to help you, let them. Every time that baby cries, stop jumping up. Mommies, I know how hard that is to not do because we know that our children is going to automatically come to us and we can get them calm. Stop jumping every time. 
Let that partner stand in their truth. Let them stand in their power. Let them work it out. Unless your child is in total distress, let that partner work it out. That is going to help you because you're establishing that this is a two-way street. We were working together just like we worked together to get this baby up in here. We're going to work together to make sure this baby is straight. I want you to allow, allow your nerves to calm down. Allow the stress to come down. And if you have to go and get, sometimes I used to get in my shower and just cry for a couple of minutes. I was grateful for my babies. I love them. I love being a mom. I love making memories. I love making sure that they do things around certain holidays. All of those things are beautiful, but sometimes a good cleansing cry. Give yourself patience. Give yourself the time. I know time is not always on your side because you want instant gratification. You want your mommy pouch to go down. You want to be slim and slick. You want your hair to flow the way it did before you had this baby. You want to figure out how you can get back to being the woman that you were before this baby. Another newsflash, a little bit of a nugget. You probably won't be the woman that you were before you had this baby because you're always evolving and you are always changing. And as anything you've got to learn, you've got to learn to evolve and change as days, months, years pass. You are going to be a different woman at every interval. So for you that are trying to get back, getting back to who you see and who you're used to seeing, you can have glimpses of her, but she will always change. Think about if you got married, if you're a woman that has gotten married, the partner that you married on your married on your wedding day is not the same partner. You are not the same person. You shouldn't even be the same person. As the years come by, don't you get wiser, right? Don't you know a little bit more? Don't you just become better? So you're not going to become anything that the person was. You're going to, or you're, and, and you're, you're not going to be that woman, but you can be a better version of that woman. So getting back to you or a glimpse of what you used to seeing is going to require patience. It's going to require you allowing people to come in and help allowing them to help you in ways that is beneficial to you like if you have friends and family and you're a new mom and they're coming over please give them the task that you don't want to do hey can you go wash them bottles for me I that would really be a blessing hey can you put some meals together because I sure don't feel like standing over no stove cooking right hey can you fold those that that laundry basket up give them the ability to come in and allow them to do the things that again you don't want or don't have the time to do when somebody comes over and you're just like oh I'm just don't want nobody to be in my personal space I get it I'm still somewhat the same way but a part of what you'll find is that if you get to the point where you allow other people to come in you'll be able to allow them to do the things that you need and you'll also be able to get the help that you need in the way that you need it also if you have a partner Block out some days for yourself, block out some time and honor yourself and keeping that time. Unless your child is sick, unless your child is sick and your child is so sick that you would be, you know, it would be a miss that your child is about to be hospitalized. Please take that time for yourself. For instance, I know this sounds a little crazy, but it's not. I would always struggle because when I moved to the new city in Philadelphia, again, this was over 10 years ago, I didn't have any friends here. I didn't know anybody here. So I had to start the process of finding friends and all those different things. 
but a part of it too was just like, you know, I had my own car when I moved here and I would struggle with like wanting my fiance to drive me everywhere. Like, don't you have a full car out in front? Like my car was paid off. Like I had a whole car in the, in the front yard. Right. And was just wanting him to do all the things for me. Right. One of the things that's going to help you to get a glimpse of yourself back is to learn to get on and out that door and have that me time without feeling guilty. Now, I know that mother or mommy guilt is real. I know it for myself, but I promise you one, if you go out the door one time, you can go out the door again. Right. And even though it may get difficult, if you got to put some music on to, to blast out that, that guilt, that initial hit uh, initially do so. There've been plenty of times when I would get in my car and I would go to Alta. Now listen, now Alta, y'all can sponsor me too. But what I'm saying is I would go to Alta and I would just go and I would find the products that I just needed. If it was just something like a new shampoo, a new conditioner, and listen, even on a budget, even on a budget, my budget was super tight. Two babies under the age of three at the time during my postpartum crazy. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, $25. I used to go into Alta and if you just get your coupons, right? Like they have the little $3 off of $3 and 50 cents off of a, a purchase or whatever. I used to come out there feeling like I was like baby balling. Like it wasn't a real, like a, a big old haul, but listen, I was able to get like a body scrub. I was able to get some shampoo and conditioner. I was able to get maybe something to put something on my nails to feel like a woman again. I was able to just do small things that made a difference. I would go to Ulta and get my little $25 haul. I would go and get my little $6 Starbucks. I would sit in Starbucks for this 30 minutes and I would give myself no more than I mean, no less than an hour out, right? And so you got to allow yourself to place on the calendar, sync you and your partner's calendar together and allow that partner to know this is a priority. And a little bit of a news flash, your partner wants you to go out too, because again, they can they can see your stress. They can feel the stress because when you're angry and you're yelling and your tone is off, it's not just because they're the worst partner in the world. They might be, I don't know your partner. I don't know your life. They might be, but majority of the time is they can sense it because you're putting it out in the atmosphere. You're stressed. You're overwhelmed. You got all these different things happening all simultaneously, almost simultaneously, right? I want you to make yourself a priority. So you tell your partner, hey, on Friday, I'm going out for an hour. Now, you may be at the point where maybe you're at the beginning of the healing process of having this new baby, right? This means that you should not be driving. You're kind of just getting your life together. I've had all of my babies via C-section, right? So at the beginning of those healing points, I couldn't just jump in a car and go. So this is what you do. Either you won, there's Uber because there wasn't no Uber back then. This wasn't no Uber back then. You either get yourself an Uber. You have your partner drop you off and pick you up. He can occupy those babies until you need to be picked up. Or, or you learn to go into your room and have you a me day. So what does that mean? Give your, 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 your partner a little honey, go grab me list. Put a couple of things. I mentioned the body scrubs. I used to, I still love a body, a good body scrub. I'm talking about the, I don't know what it's called, the brand, but let me tell you, go get you a good body scrub, right? So send your partner out to grab a couple of things. Get yourself a luxurious lotion. I'm talking about not the, you know, and again, I'm not against the cocoa butter brand, but I'm talking about, we going a step above. I'm talking about that stuff that you was like too, too premium for children. I'm talking about stuff that's over $10, get you a good moisturizing lotion, get you a good body scrub. That's going to cost a couple dollars, right? 
put you a little bit, put a couple cheap candles in your bathroom, shut your door. You know, my kids used to put their hands underneath the bathroom door. I used to just start putting, um, uh, what is it? A towel underneath there. So they couldn't push out the way, put a little bit of music on, get a book, sit in that bathroom, sit in that tub, soak for a little bit. Listen, I used to sit there so bad. I would wrinkle up to no end, right? Set your time aside. You can't get out. You bring out in, right? Bring out in. Have your partner go grab you a bottle of wine or some other drink that you enjoy. It don't even have to be alcoholic. Get you some me time. Put on a girl chick flick. Get into some beautiful pajamas that just makes your skin feel like silk, right? Get back into them cute pajamas. Now, listen, don't start no fires, right? Don't, you know, if you ain't trying to let your partner be up on you, let them know this is me. This is for me. Now, what you do after that is your business, but give yourself that time. Getting yourself into a beautiful, beautiful pajama set that makes you feel amazing, right? Get yourself in your room and just put a movie on. Get you some snacks that you ain't got to share, not one kernel with your child. And if your child is knocking on your door, send your partner a text message and say, come get your baby, right? Come get your kid. Come get your baby. I want to have my time. Now, your child may scream and holler for you. That's a very real moment. I know that hurts your heart because as mommies, we've got to be ready at all times. We don't, we can't come out of mommy mode. We're always going to be in mommy mode, but you will be a better mother to your babies when you can establish some boundaries. You are going to always have to find boundaries. You can't teach your children boundaries if you can't establish them. And if you're struggling with boundaries and you still got some little babies and you ain't even touched the surface of teenagerhood like I'm in, because the teenagerhood is the hood. It's, it's, it's another hood. It's another level of hood, child. You got to, when you get there, pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. But you've got to start establishing boundaries with your partner. And let me just give you a little, another little nugget. You are going to have to establish some boundaries for yourself, which means honor yourself and keeping your word to yourself. Set a date. You remember the days when you would go out with your partner? Maybe you missed that. Maybe you missed going out with your partner and your partner telling you you look beautiful. Maybe your body has changed so much that you don't even feel it for yourself. But you know where that starts at? It doesn't start at that compliment that he gives you just because you put on a little dress. It does not start at putting on, you know, baby, finally being able to get in heels and not feeling like you're going to wobble over. It doesn't start there. It starts in the mirror. It starts in your own skin. It starts in your head, it starts in your mind, and sometimes it even starts in your heart. Your body is gone through, you're about the closest to death at childbirth. Whether you C-sectioned, whether you, you know, did it the, the, the old school natural way, whatever you have done, you are at the closest at death at that moment. So to have survived that, for the many of our women who didn't survive that, for the many of women whose father and, and, and families had to take home a baby but didn't take them home, you survived. You've done amazingly things. Listen, don't let your partner because they, 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 listen, listen, if you are a partner to someone who's had a baby and you have been saying some of the most vile things or it ain't that deep or it's easy. Why do you have this house looking like this? Why is this not clean? Pump your brakes, my friend. Male or female, pump all the bricks because for a mother to get up in the morning and get herself together or to get them babies together, shoot, just to change eight diaper or nine, eight to 10 diapers a day, feed these children on demand, give your toddler a snack when they're ready to fight you. And then they're going to throw the snack at the, cause they don't want it no more. And they change like the wind. 
to deal with these different personalities, back up off your partner and give your partner some grace. Cause you may be listening to this and maybe you're not a mom. Maybe you're the dad. Maybe you're the partner, the mom partner, the dad partner, the whatever partner, the trans partner, whatever, please back up off your partner and give your partner some grace. The things you're hearing me say you implement. Maybe they don't even have the willpower, the mindset to even implement 20% of the things that I'm saying about taking some time. Why don't you do that? Why don't you get them a night at the hotel for one night? Why don't you get them a personal date and set them out on their way? Get them a massage. They earned it, child. Listen, if my husband ever said something to me about I didn't earn no massage, now he may say, look, can we make sure the finances is right? Now that's a totally different conversation than I don't deserve, right? Because I deserve even now, my, my kids, you know, they on their way. My youngest is eight. I still deserve. For every woman that has survived and is thriving or is trying to thrive, for all the women who came before us and the ones that are going to come after us who didn't, you deserve. So take your moment. Honor yourself. You want to get back to you? Learn how to honor yourself. Because let me just tell you something, whether you are in a situation where you're trying to figure out if that man is going to propose to you or not, you know how you, how you get there? You honor yourself. I had a date in mind for when I knew I was just going to be done with this whole situation. I never even had to initiate it, but I was willing to. You don't give a man no ultimatum that you don't give yourself. That means you don't even give it to him. You give yourself an ultimatum. You give yourself. You got to learn how to honor you. You want to get back to you? Honor you. Honor yourself. Honor your time. Make your partner honor your time. You got a narcissistic person in there? No problem. I know plenty of women who do with narcissistic partners and they struggle every single day because this person doesn't even believe in all the things that they have going down. They don't. So they do all kinds of stuff to sabotage them. They do. Oh my gosh. Yep, they do say mean things, tear them down, say you're not good enough. Look at you. You're fat. You ain't even get this baby weight off. I'm looking at, and then you know what they'll do? They look at every woman that's out in the street. So while you feeling like, you know, like I used to feel like a little McFluffy, right? I'm out in these streets with these new babies and I'm feeling like a whole new McFluffy and I'm squeezing myself in a pair of pants that ain't going to fit no time soon, but that's all I got. Right. And my man is out here now, not mine, but um, you know, maybe your man is out here just Googling all these fine women and you sitting over here trying to find your fine. Let me explain something to you. When you honor yourself, it going to hurt. It's going to hurt to see your partner move, but you better have a plan in place, right? What are you going to do? Because what if their behavior never changes? What are you going to do? Because how can you raise your children to respect themselves if you're not going to respect you? I'm telling you, getting back to yourself is setting boundaries for yourself. If you got a partner that is at least five seconds willing they may not do it the way you want to, but take your moments, take your me time, set it on a calendar, treat it like a bill. My mom used to tell me, if you're going to get your hair and nails done, set it like a bill. Meaning you honor yourself by making sure, listen, we can't always get our hair and nails done, right? Sometimes finances get real thick, real thick. But when you can set it like a bill, right? And when you can't, you learn, you get them skills, you start learning. On Friday nights, I used to honor myself by having, I would sit on my laptop at the, I don't even think I had a laptop. I think it was just my phone at the time. And I would go on YouTube and I would just get my, I didn't even have 
all of the makeup equipment. I didn't even have all the brushes. I didn't have the, you know, the concealer. I may have just had a foundation. I didn't have, you know, maybe I just had uh, some, some eyeshadows, but I didn't have this. I didn't have that. Whatever I had, I sat down because makeup was just like a thing. It made me feel good, right? Made me feel good to learn a new skill. Now, I'm not telling you I'm a good makeup artist, but I can tell you I can get me together to go out these doors, right? So Friday nights, I would honor myself when I couldn't go somewhere. My husband may have went out with his friends. I sat and I would go on Friday nights and I would just do makeup tutorials. Now, when I say do them, I don't mean me doing them from other people. I mean learning from other people who were already skillful at what they did. So that was my treat to myself. Find your thing. If you have neglected your friends because every time they've asked, you've had this mom guilt, your partner is more than willing to go, and then you keep saying no, and you keep saying no, go. Take them on it. Go out. Hang out. Maybe you can only do an hour. That's fine. Listen, friends of those who do not have children, I understand that the person of your friend looks different to you. Not only just physically, but emotionally and mentally, they look absolutely different to you. They have skills. They have responsibilities that are not common to you. You can come and go as you please, even if you're in a marriage, right? It's the people who are not who are married, who don't have kids, who don't understand that outside of your mate and being respectful to your mate, you have the option of coming and going for the most part as you please, right? So your friend who has a child or is pregnant or has new responsibilities, they look different to you. They sound different to you. They behave different because guess what? I don't mean to bust your bubble, but they are actually different. They are very much given different because they are. Be patient with them as well. Be patient with them. I was on TikTok the other day and people are actually debating about how they feel so upset because their friend is different and their friend will cancel out and can't go places. Let me explain something to you. See, I have three children. I was blessed with my first one because I'm blessed with all of them. But when my first one came, nobody had a problem watching one baby, right? My daughter, my oldest daughter, the, the, the first child, she was picture perfect. First of all, outside of her having medical issues, she was the happiest baby you ever met. So she wasn't really dramatic. Like you could watch her. She would go to sleep. She would eat. She would giggle and put it right down and she would be fine. When I got to that second one, it got a little testy, right? Got a little testy because now you got two children. Everybody's like three and under. You got, you know, you got to work it out. So I got a little testy. But by that third, let me tell you, we went, my husband and I went years. I wouldn't say years. I say we went long strides of months before we could ever get a date night out but guess what we got smarter right if nothing else i've learned especially with this pandemic you better learn how to have a date night in right put them children to sleep as much as you possibly can bring in a picnic on the inside have you a good old ghetto picnic where you sit and watch an old school movie and you sit up there and you eat whatever you got in your refrigerator you learn how to make a dessert together with your mate listen what if you're by yourself and you're like i don't have nobody i don't know what you're talking about okay cool i've been there too right you do yourself a little date night in you know yeah i'm tired of watching movies i'm tired of doing this and that do you not know there's plenty of things to do did you, have you ever thought about doing like one of those uh, uh paint and sips at your house you can do that by yourself, right? Get back to painting. Because let me tell you something about painting and being creative. Something that sparks inside of you that can't nothing like going out do. Sometimes it just, that does enough, right? Uh, you got to learn. You got to learn how to make the best of the situations that you got. 
So getting back to you is going to take patience, honoring yourself with your time, making yourself a bill, making the time that you have a bill. If you're on a budget like I was, if you got $25, if you got $20, if you got $10, listen, go get you a book. You can have a book, I'm sure, in your house. Go to the library, get one of their books. The library books is free. You get a library card, you go get a book that you've really been wanting to read. You go to the Barnes & Noble, you get your little $6 coffee, or you go to a small coffee shop, get a little $3 coffee, sit there, read a book. You're outside of your house. You're honoring yourself. Have you, if you're by yourself, if you have some friends that are willing to come over, let them. Take care of yourself. Eat as well as you possibly can. And why do I say that? We are the first as women, as mothers, we will neglect our eating quicker than anything. You go through the day, you haven't even eaten a meal. You go through the morning, you ain't drink no sips of water. Start eating right. Make yourself a priority. Start making your meals when you make your baby's meals. Now you're on point with making your baby's meals. So make your meal when you make their meal. Sit down and eat a good nutritious meal as nutritionally good as you can. I don't know if nutritionally is a word, but as most nutritious as you can when it comes to eating with your child, sit down and eat a meal with your kids. I used to sit with them. In the morning, I would feed my kid or ch my child or children before I would take them to daycare. When I was taking them to daycare or I was a stay-at-home mom, I sat and I ate with them. So you mirror good eating by sitting and eating with them. Eat your snacks with them. Make yourself a snack. And what if you say, well, I am, I'm snacking too much and that's why I can't get rid of this baby weight. So then what you need to do is honor yourself by putting yourself not necessarily on a diet because I don't really believe that, but fix your lifestyle. What type of eating lifestyle do you want to have? Right? So if I know that I'm snacking on things that I shouldn't have, stop bringing the things into the house. You can't eat what's not in there. You cannot eat what you did not bring in there. So change your snacks. Look on Pinterest. Look online. Look in a cookbook, find some nutritious snacks that you can substitute for the things that you want. You want something sweet, find something sweet that's nutritionally has nutritional value to it, right? Do those things, honor yourself in the way that you eat and the way that you take care of yourself. You need to get more physical. You don't got a membership at the gym. Child, there was many days I didn't have no membership at the gym, but let me tell you something. If you have a cell phone, cause you obviously listen to the podcast by some way, either on your computer or your phone, you know what you need to do? Go right on YouTube and do some of them free workouts. You can find a workout you want to, you're interested in yoga, free yoga. You're interested in Pilates, free Pilates. You're interested in certain things, they're there. Get out, take a walk, get some fresh air, walk with them babies. Get, listen, I know for a fact there was an older woman, I think she was in her, at least her 80s. She lost weight by walking her apartment. Now, she didn't even have a house. She walked her apartment. She put her music on either in her headphones or played it in her house. And she would just circle her apartment, circle her apartment, circle her apartment. And she walked it off because she was consistent. Nine times out of 10, it's not what you do. It's about the consistency in which you do it. So you're going to honor yourself with your time. You're going to try to take care of yourself. And if you need some help professionally, you're going to go ahead and do it. When your children go down, you automatically stop sitting there watching TV idly, unless that is your thing. Like set you a time to say, okay, I'm going to watch one show. Set your time to do that. Now you may fall asleep like me. I fall asleep. If I sit, I fall asleep. It's automatic. So what I try to do is I try to do things that are active, but they're for me. So I may not go and sit down and watch TV because I know I'm going to go to sleep, but I may give myself and honor myself in doing a face mask. So I'll do my face mask. I may get in my shower or I may read my book or I may go and do my walking around my house or going to do some type of physical activity 
I honor myself by doing that activity when your kids go down. Do that. When you're struggling with trying to get back to your physicality and your clothes are not fitting, accept where you are. Love your body at the exact moment that you are. Every roll, every pound, every place that you are. I learned such a valuable lesson when I started to take care of my health. When I learned to love my body at the state that it was in currently, while I was trying to get it to where I wanted it to be, I found that I was able to unlock this love of myself, which helped me in so many ways. Now, I know that sounds very cliche. That self-love is all you need. Let me tell you this. It is what you need. Self-love will honor you and make you honor you and your children to move in different ways that you might not have moved. I know women who have left raggedy men, raggedy women, raggedy relationships, raggedy jobs. Because once you start that process of loving on you. Like, you know, you're like, listen, I'm over to something. I don't want to be at these weights. I want my weight to go down. We all want that, right? We're all trying to get there, but it's the way that you do it and the consistency that you do it. And if you just say, listen, look at all that, look at all of those things that I got going on, but I was able to bring this life into this world. So if that means I'm temporarily heavy right now, that's so be it. But look how beautiful I am. Look how full my face is. I may not like it, but look how full my face is. My face is full and I'm going to be able to see the changes as I go through all of these different things as my body is going to go through ups and downs. But one thing I do love is I look in the mirror and I start saying my affirmations. What is it that I love about myself? And trust me, you can find three things that you love about yourself every single day and stop using the same three. Change the three. Get yourself a journal. Write in your journal, your journey of motherhood. I know that sounds crazy. Everybody tells you to write in there for self-care and self-love, which I do as well. But write your journey in, as, into motherhood. What did you fail in or you felt like you felt in today? What did you feel like you failed in? Write those down. Because over time, you may see a pattern or you may notice that maybe on Monday you were failing and then by Wednesday you got it together, right? And maybe on Tuesday you felt like, you know, you were overwhelmed. But by Thursday, you felt like your, your emotions was loving, lovingly out lovingly leveling out whatever that may be keep a journal write it down write your frustrations down because you may not be able to feel like you can talk to your partner there are going to be times when you may need to process something before you bring it to your partner and one lesson that I learned is stop expecting your partner to do your inner work the way that you're feeling is not on your partner now if your partner's putting you down that's different right but if you are putting on your partner things that you need to take care of, take care of it. It's great when we have these partners that we can tell our worst fears and they're just like, I support you no matter what. That's beautiful. But for those who I've had my own partner, my husband is amazing, but he wasn't always doing what he was supposed to do. I wasn't always doing what I was supposed to do. So sometimes you can't depend on them to do the inner work that is supposed to be for you. Some things I'm telling you will work out for you. It may not work in the way you want it to be. Some of y'all are going to lose your partner. And as hard as that may hear, be hard to hear, it was because they weren't supposed to be the partner that you needed them to be. As you evolve, you may discover that it may be time to close up the shop. It may be time to close and fizzle out that chapter. 
and find a way to co-parent in a healthy way because the relationship that you had, you no longer can support it because you can't support the new you in an old relationship. And I'm not telling you to leave your partners because I can't help you. I ain't got no divorce attorney money. I ain't got no moving new move out money. I don't have none of that. But what I can tell you is that I can support you if you need to make some bigger changes, but you'll get there when you make the little ones. I know you want overnight success, overnight drops. You want all those things because you saw somebody else do it. You saw one of your friends do it and all of a sudden they got better, but you don't know what they're going through closed, behind closed doors. Do you not know that even for myself, I was dropping my weight because I was breastfeeding super big. So I was looking good, but I was also, also in my house having a manic depression moment, right? I was also at my house struggling to go out the door and I would cry or I would take my kids and say, I'm leaving at this house. I'm leaving my husband or at the time my fiance and I would get up to like the shop right store, which is like literally seconds away from my house. Right. And what was I doing? Crying. I'm coming back to the house. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm everything because I was in a medic depression. So yeah, my body was looking like girl, everybody was telling me, girl, you look so good. You just don't, you looking making motherhood look easy. And I was in there like, Lord, I'm actually struggling in a real way that I can't even really tell my own mama what's going on. Right. Or I may have tried to tell her, but she wasn't gathering her because I wasn't putting two to two together. Or maybe she wasn't at the place that I was, or she didn't have the, the wisdom that I needed for that moment, whatever it was, but I was really struggling. Getting back to you is a journey. I know you hate to hear that because you're like, I'm tired of this journey. I'm tired of this walk. I'm tired. Yes. Motherhood is very tired. You're going to be tired. And even after your kids get long and grown, you're still going to be tired because you don't get to turn motherhood off. Motherhood is a ministry. And this is why I say that not every woman should be a mother, not because they're mean. And I, I mean, I don't think mean spirited people should be moms. I think they need to get therapy before they step into that. But I also feel like not everybody is given to walk that. You will learn more about yourself as a mother that, than any other time in your life. And why do I say that? Because as a mother, some of the things that you didn't deal with that was in your own childhood will be blasted in your integrated into your mind. It will come to the forefront of how you move when you have a child of your own. My everything that I suppressed about my dating life, because, you know, I wasn't married. I wasn't married at the time. And listen, being engaged is beautiful, but it ain't married yet. Right. So. All the things that I struggled in my dating life, all the things that I struggled with my own parents, everything that I struggled with just on my own, the things that I was carrying that I hadn't even shared with the world came at a flood when I had my children. And this is why if you've listened to the podcast a thousand and one times, I have always suggested that before you even start to become, you know, I want to date again, I want to get married, please do yourself the justice of your life by going to get into somebody's therapy chair and sitting down and talking about those issues before you connect yourself with a partner. Because while you are floundering, trying to keep a relationship together and you're struggling and you have a child that you're dealing with, you are also dealing with the ghosts of your past. And some of us, and I can say some of us because I was us, is making our partners pay for something that your daddy did, that your mother did, and they don't even have a clue what the hell is happening. But you do. 
And you're making your partner be responsible for things that they are not responsible for. You're making your partner pay for the men of your past because it came up in a trigger just dealing with your child. I mean serious business when I say having a child changes you forever. It changes you forever. Also keep in mind, ladies, for those who are currently pregnant or have just had these new babies, your emotions, your hormones are going to fluctuate in that first year after you have had a baby. And this is why it is going to take you one year to 18 months before you level out. You've got to take small strides, small steps every day to not just be the best mom that you can be, but to be the best person that you can be by dealing with a couple of things. I wish you nothing but success in this motherhood journey because it is not easy. Motherhood is another hood and that hood isn't always great and isn't always sound. There are days when you are going to make a mistake and there are going to be days when you even have to humble yourself and ask your child to forgive you. You are going to have days when you wake up and you are going to be on point. I mean, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, everything fell into place. And then you may wake up the very next day and all hell will have broken loose in your home over a Cheerio, a bowl of Cheerios. Because a bowl of Cheerios can trigger you when you have some stuff going on on the inside. And I know that you could put Cheerios and put whatever in its place, but it could trigger you and break the dam of your emotions when you got so much on your plate. I'm asking you to delegate as much as you can. I'm asking you to delegate the areas of your life that you know you need to work on even as a single mother. Because there's some single mothers that got so much on their plate because they're playing both roles and their kids bear, bear the brunt of it because they had some stuff that was going on from their childhood that they now have now ignited that they see in their children that is pulling on them and they have no idea. So while they're yelling at their child about something, they're young at their child, but it's actually them young within themselves because they're dealing with some things that this child has pushed on that has nothing to do with your child. There are children being abused right now because they are paying for some stuff that they, their mother's father, their mother's mother has done, uh, uncle has done. So this is why therapy is a tool. This is why getting the people in your corner. And also for the people who were like myself, whose village don't look the way that they want their village to be. When you become open to a new village, when you become open to it, your village will come. My neighbor is a huge part of my village. She treats my children like like a grandchild. She buys them unexpected gifts. She buys me and my husband unexpected things. In return, we try to do as much as we can for her as well. But I didn't realize that she was a part of my village because I thought my village had to be my mother or my husband's mother who has passed or my grandmother who's hours away, right? Because we want our village to look a certain way. My village became friends that I could call on even though they couldn't be there hands on. That they can call on just let me vent without judgment. My village looked like that. Be open to your village looking differently. Because when you get caught up in wanting your village to be a certain way. Or you may not have the support of your mom. Or you may not have the support of your dad. Or you may have these people who have transitioned and they're not here. When you become open to your village looking differently. 
And when you begin to lean on your village, lean on those mothers who have already been where you're at. Don't be afraid to call one of your friends. Listen, if any of my friends who are listening, who are starting off into this journey, you can call me, you can text me, you can do all the things you can communicate. This podcast is because of some two friends who reached out to me and said they needed this. So as often as I can, when somebody calls on me specifically, and because I have these platforms, I know that it's not a mistake. There's a mom who does never even met me, don't even know me, probably don't even know what I look like, who was listening to this podcast and said, my God, this is what I needed. And you may have tears streaming down your face right now, but I promise you, if you just implement a couple of things, if you get to look at your life a little bit differently, and if you begin to ask for the real help that you need, I promise you that it may not be perfect, but it will get better. As your children grow, you're going to have to grow with them. You are going to have to make some changes. You are not going to be the same person that you were. You can see glimpses of her, but she, you, her, they will change. You're going to change. You are destined to change. Just got to be open to it. You got to be open to that change. You got to be open to it. You've got to see your destiny as differently. You've got to stop trying to become the mother that your mother was. Or because you're trying to become so much like your mother wasn't, you may be putting yourself more at detriment because you're trying so hard that you're making so many mistakes because you won't be open to change. You've got to be open to it. Get the help that you need. I pray that every mother that's listened to this, every woman who wants to become a mother, every partner who plays a huge part, you play a huge part in the help and the health of your the mother of your child. To every mother that is doing this on their own, I salute you with two hands. Because unlike myself, who has a partner who's willing to step in, you don't have that. But if you have your village and if your village looks different, let them in. They're not going to do it your way. They're not going to do it exactly how you want to. But don't despise your help because it came in a different form that you weren't ready for. Keep your heart ready. Friend says, hey, I'll babysit for you. Let them. And don't sit around talking with them. Get out that house. Get on the bus. Get in an Uber. Get in your car. Go out one place. It could be Alta. It could be Target. Listen, don't despise. Listen, I used to walk. I still walk around Target as self-care to this day. Sometimes I got to not walk in there because, you know, self-care at Target becomes expensive. But you get the point. Think differently. Be open to it. Get the help that you need. Be honest with yourself about where you are. Honest with yourself. Because motherhood is not for the faint. It is going to come with waves and sometimes your wave is going to ride you off into the sunset of you wanting to pat your back and do the Tootsie Roll for Jesus at the same time. And then there's going to be times when you feel like Jesus, if you don't come through for me right now, I don't know what I'm going to do. One thing is don't hurt them babies. And secondly, as you become the love that you didn't receive, it's going to pull on you even more. So you're going to have to get that help. You may have to go and call somebody for some help. You may need to talk to a friend. Whatever you can do, gather these tools. I love you. I love every mom. I love every mom to be. I love the women who are struggling to become moms and are struggling right now. And they wish that they were able to walk in some of the places that as mothers you are granted that you will take for granted that you're able to do. Right? You take for granted that you're able to bring a baby earthside. So for every woman who has struggled, for every single mother who is doing it alone, I salute you again with two hands. I love you. I send peace to you and your home, peace to you and your child. And maybe you don't have kids, don't have a desire to have kids. That's okay too. You are not defined by whether you can produce a child. You are still a woman or trans or whatever you identify with. But what I do hope that even if you're not 
a mom, don't want to be a mom, don't have a desire to be a mom. Maybe you can't, but you're just whatever. You're just not, you're not there. You can still apply some of these principles. Everything has a principle to it. Apply it to your own life for where you are right now. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You may have just like, Lord, I just make it on the, on the skin of my teeth, but I'm happy to be here on a Friday. This episode has been different and it's been different in a way that I just feel in my spirit. We need it and feel like we needed this. So I salute to you. Have an amazing weekend. Uh, Monday is mental health day. If you follow me on my blog, which is at toy time, T O I T I M E dot org i will have all kinds of resources for you for mental health not just on mental health day which i believe is on monday the 10th but mental health regardless i have all kinds of resources self-care conversations about motherhood dating i have it all on there so go on there and get you some resources i try to do my best to give you what i got thank you for following me thank you for listening to this podcast it was not by accident i send nothing but peace and love to you as you start your journey or you're in your journey no matter what phase of life you're in happy friday thank you for listening to the conversations with toy we will see you hear you and be with you lord's will next week Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.